With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. There's a lot of interviews to get to for Thursday and Friday, so I'm going to start things off with the injury report. I know the main Seahawks player that we were concerned about, Alex Collins, going into this game. He was limited in practice this week. He has a groin injury. He is listed as questionable, along with guard Damian Lewis, defensive end Daryl Taylor, and cornerback John Reed. But all listed as questionable, nobody doubtful or out. I know Brandon Shell left the game for some plays last week. He does not have an injury designation, and neither does Sidney Jones, who had a concussion. So they're good to go. DK Metcalf also did not practice on Friday with a foot injury, but he does not have an injury designation. The Saints, however, they have four players listed as out coming off their bye week, and that is running back Dwayne Washington, wide receiver Deontay Harris, which is a big one for them. He's their leading wide receiver, also their kickoff and punt returner, and so a big impact to special teams, a big impact to that offense. Defensive end Peyton Turner also listed as out, and backup quarterback Taysom Hill, who is still dealing with a concussion. So four players out for the Saints, no players out for the Seahawks. Let's get into the press conferences from this week, kicking things off with defensive coordinator Ken Norton Jr., who spoke about why Benson Mayoa was put out in coverage against Najee Harris, and he took the blame for putting him in a bad position on that Harris touchdown last week. That's tough. It's hard to cover uh, for cover a running back like that in the three-yard space. Uh, as a defender, you have to take away something. Benson did a really good job of taking away the inside and the, and the back broke to the outside. So the best thing we can do is, is uh, for me just to call a better call. Uh, it's hard in that situation, uh, but um, uh, that's pretty tough. In any situation, any man or inside zone, you got to really just mug the receiver to try to make sure you uh, get a pass breakup. That's a really tough play on, on anyone. Norton also talked about what he saw from rookie cornerback Trey Brown in the game. Well, as you saw, you know, he was a uh, very confident young man. Uh, the game isn't too big for him. He's been pressing and waiting to get out there. And you can tell that uh, during the time he was out, he was really working to get back on the field. And uh, it really showed. Uh, he really stepped in, made some uh, plays, made an impact, made a big uh, tackle when we needed it. And uh, he, he certainly was a spark. He, uh, he packs a punch. Uh, obviously, he's been, we teach a lot of tackling. He's been paying attention. So he can't say that he hadn't been taking his notes. But uh, just to see him really come back and uh, make an impact the way he has, uh, knowing him the way we all do, we all know he's a, you know, he's a gamer and a player. He really practices really hard. But uh, to step in, in a big moment like that, at a big time, it, it really says a lot for, uh, you know, for what he's been, uh, his, his hard work. Here are Coach Carroll's comments on the fourth round pick from this year. Trey's going to get a lot of reps uh, if, with sitting, um, you know, being a little slowed down. And would, I feel very comfortable about, about him playing. And so he's going to play in the game for sure. Flipping over to the Seahawks offense, Pete Carroll talked about Rashad Penny's chances of playing this week. 
I'm I'm really excited to get Rashad on the field and playing for us. He's gunning to go. He's ready. This is the right time for him to come roaring back, and, and I'm hoping that he'll have a chance to be a big factor in the game. And uh, Alex is playing great football. Uh, Alex was able to practice today. Competition is a beautiful thing. And uh, um, so, you know, you'll see how we do it. i got to get through the week and find out. And Rashad hasn't practiced in a long time. So um, i got to see how he looks. But I know he's physically fit. He has not been practicing just rehabbing, uh, working out to rehab. He's been working out to be in great shape and ready for the, for the moment we can bring him back. So um, we've talked specifically about that throughout uh, the, you know, the return time and the return opportunity, and he's ready to go. With Russell Wilson still on injured reserve until after the bye week, the Seahawks signed another quarterback this week and former University of Washington Husky, Jacob Eason. He's a very talented player. We had thought that a, you know, a long time ago, and uh, here he is available to us. We thought you know, we had a spot on the roster that we could do it, so uh, we jumped on it. And uh, I, wa- I happened to watch him a lot in preseason just because I was watching the Colts, and, and uh, um, he was impressive. He, he, he's, you know, he wasn't the top player in the country for no reason. You know, he was, he's, a, he's a real talent. So we'll see what happens. I don't know how that fits together right now. Um, we're not going to try to rush him into playing this weekend. And, and uh, Gino's our quarterback. But um, we'll see what happens, see how it goes. In his Thursday press conference, Pete Carroll spoke at length about the Saints team. We have a, um, a, a, an opponent coming up that um, – really have a great respect for and what, what Sean's done with this team over the years and how they played and um, how they, you know, they're playing now is a little different format with, you know, the uh, career quarterback leaving the program and, and uh, they've turned it and they're like, they've always done. They've always used their people really well and that's what they're doing and you can see it. And um, so their styles are styles are a little bit different because it's tailored to the players that they have, but uh, they've got a chance to have a really good team again. They know that. And, and, uh, Really, for them, it starts on the defensive side. They got a terrific defense, and they're doing a great job again, and make it really hard on you. So it's going to be a tough opponent um, in all aspects. Um, we might get a little weather in this game. Might be a little nasty out. Uh, be a good, a good hardball ball game, and we need this one. Pete offered some praise for that Saints defense, and specifically their ability to stop the run. Uh, they're really disciplined. They're really strict um, with how they play. They um, multiple fronts. Um, the, to try to keep you off balance, but but fundamentally they're really good, and the guys up front just continue to set the edge and play really uh, consistent ball, which is always the key to good run defense. Is playing really consistent technique, and they're really good at it. Um, they're really well coached, and, and um, they're they're just they're hard to deal with. One key player, and I don't think we mentioned him at all in our what if preview with Clinton Bonner and Phil Lydic. Go back and listen to that. It was a fun show. If you got time before the game. And one player we didn't talk about enough is Saints defensive lineman Cam Jordan. He's really good. He's really good. He's so technique sound, and he plays so hard, and he has great play strength. Um, he's a he's a big challenge for us, and, and as he is for everybody. Um, didn't have the sacks to back that up, you know, right now. But that's not that doesn't matter. He's really a factor in the game, and you got to be ready for him. We've talked defense now. Let's flip over to the Saints offense. Carroll talked about Jameis Winston's role in this Saints offense. You know, the QB rating we got is 108, you know, and uh, in, in compliment to the, the running game that, that they're really featuring. Um, he's playing really well. He's making some huge plays. And they, they're using his, his ability to get the ball down the field really well in compliment with the, with the run game. And, and uh, um, he's fitting in well. You know, it's, it's not exactly the same as when it was with Drew, but um, 
he's just that Sean is such a good ball coach that he figures it out how to you know make make the guys come to life and get the most out of them. So that's what it looks like is happening. Now, one guy who we did talk about at length in our what if preview, Alvin Kamara. Carroll talked about the threat that Kamara poses to the Seahawks defense. They, they're they're really running the football, but they are going for explosive plays and that they've hit some bombs. I mean, they've bombed people and and uh, they've been striking from a long ways out. Um, they're just not doing it as much and and not relying on moving the ball that in that fashion. And so, um, it's a it's a good solid offense. It's difficult and and explosive still. So and whenever you know Alvin Kamara's back there, you, you have you have a team almost. I mean, he he's he does so much for their offense in the run game one, but in the throwing game as well. And uh, so you know he's the, the focal point in, in as he was before, you know, when even when Drew was there. But um, Alvin really gives him a lot of stuff, and, and he's a fantastic player. You got to tackle him, you know. He's he's uh he's really elusive, quickness wise, but he's even maybe more impressive in his power that he has when he runs. He's got great great legs and great you know great uh, ability to bust tackles, and you have to be really good at it. And you got to team tackle him to get him down. Um, so, and he's getting football all the time. So that, you know, you know, that's where it's going. And so the challenge is really obvious. You know, you got to slow him down. There is still a lot more ahead. Coming up next, we'll hear from Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams. We'll also hear from the Seahawks offensive coordinator, as well as Geno Smith and the newest quarterback on the roster, Jacob Eason. Before the break, we heard from Pete Carroll talking about Alvin Kamara and now Bobby Wagner, the captain of the Seahawks defense, he had his chance to offer his thoughts on the Saints running back. He's a very special player. Uh, they move him around um, all over the place. Uh, you know, they got screens for him. You know, he runs fades from the uh, from the backfield. And so you just have to be mindful of, you know, when they like to take those shots with him. Where is he at? You know, sometimes they put him out in, in uh, empty and leave him by himself on a linebacker. And so... Uh, you just got to be mindful that, you know, their game plan is is going to be centered around either handing him the ball or, you know, finding a way to get him the ball in the pass game. So, you know, if we can have eyes on him and making sure that, you know, he doesn't have a crazy game, you know, I think that's definitely a, uh, a start. The final Seahawks player we heard from on Thursday was Jamal Adams. He got a chance to clear up the meaning behind his introduction on Sunday Night Football, pointing out that it was a tribute to an interview posted on YouTube. It, it, it was. It was a viral video that's been, you know, around for a long time. Uh, you know, I ran across it. Uh, one of my boys sent it to me in a group message, and uh, I just so happened to have my uh, Sunday Night Football intro that I needed to do. Um, and I uh, gave him some love. Uh, rest in peace to him. He did pass away. He he, he did get a shot um, back in, in, in October. Um, found that out. Did not know that. Um, but it was just a you know, it was a, it was a, it's a funny viral video that came out. Um, I'm not looking for the apologies. I don't need it. I'm a grown man. <laughs> I don't care about the, the memes, the social media. I don't, I don't get into that. I'm, I'm not on Twitter. Um, I am on Instagram. I love Instagram. I love pictures. I am on Facebook. You can follow me if you want to, but I might not accept you because, you know, I, I'm very private on the, on the Facebook. You know what I mean? It's just family, close friends, but I might, I think about it. But I don't get caught up in all that, man. You know what I mean? I'm 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 blessed, man. I'm I'm 26. I'm doing what I love to do. Um, I come to work e each and every day. I'm happy. Uh, my mom's happy. My father's happy. Everybody back home is happy. So I have nothing to complain about. Moving on to the Friday press conferences, let's hear first from Shane Waldron about Rashad Penny's work in practice this week. 
He's done a great job. I know he's been wanting to be out here, and he's had some bad luck with some injury things. So second he was able to come back out here, he, he was in great shape. So, you know, he's getting a chance, and, and hopefully we'll see where it goes through the end of the week here. But, you know, he showed up right in shape as far as getting out of the uh, the rehab phase and onto the practice field phase without missing a beat. Now he's explosive, fast, uh, reading the runs correctly right out of the gate in these, in these last couple practices and, you know, brings that – dimension just like all of our backs do where he can add something to the pass game uh, he can add it to the run game and he's been you know on point with his protection responsibilities and before we move on to the rest of Shane's comments let's hear what Penny had to say when he was asked if he sees this season as his last chance to prove that he belongs in the NFL I don't see it that way I mean I think I got enough games to prove what I can do and you know like I said it's just all about me being available and I think that's the two biggest things I've been preaching this whole offseason is being available and being consistent and you know you have that you have those type of those type of career like I I, I feel like it's just a slow start for me I'm still young I'm fresh you know, I'm ready to go and you know now it's a chance for me to show it this is this would mean the world to me to come back to play here because you know just the coaches they care about you here and uh everybody around the building just cares and, they, and there's just so much love we're here and the you know teammates and the guys and being around here so I would love to be here. But then again, you know, it's just I got to be available and I got to show that, you know, I'm, I'm back and who I who they drafted me as. I do hope we get a chance to see something big out of Rashad Penny and the guy I hope that can do it to help get him in position to make some big plays is offensive coordinator Shane Waldron. So let's go back to him and hear what he had to say about what stuck out to him most about Geno's start against the Pittsburgh Steelers. His poise, you know, his poise was was excellent. You never know about that in, in practice. I've never been a, had a chance to to be around Gino other than the preseason game settings, where you know you get a little taste of how poised he can be. And you know, you come out of that you know, that first half, and things aren't going exactly the way we want him to go. And you know, he's never wavering, and he's he's competing right to the very end, right to the very last whistle. One consistent problem for Gino, despite his poise, was getting his passes batted down at the line of scrimmage. I know we all noticed that. You know, a couple of those were just uh, T.J. Watt. You know, he was having a game, man. I mean, guy had a great game. Uh, swatted swatted uh, one of those third-down passes. I think he might have gotten me on another one. And then, uh, you know, maybe I could have, uh, you know, tried to get a different arm angle or get it around a guy or something like that. Uh, but, you know, all in all, sometimes that stuff happens. Uh, I haven't had a problem with that before, but um, definitely something that, you know, if it, if it becomes a trend that I'll look into and, and, and improve. The running backs were a big part of that Seahawks second half comeback against the Steelers on Sunday last week. And Gino had praise for that group of players. Man, I'm super confident in those guys. Every single one of those guys can make plays. Um, they all do it in a different way. You, you can see it, man. Alex, uh, Chris, you got Penny coming back. Um, all those guys do it in different ways, man. Uh, DJ Dallas is phenomenal out of the backfield. Homer the same way. And I think the best part is they're all tuned into. to uh, all the protections, they're all locked in. Um, they do a great job of protections, makes our job extremely easy as quarterbacks. And, uh, I mean, it's great to have guys like that. Back over to Shane Waldron. His final comments were about Jacob Eason, who the Seahawks signed off waivers this week after Eason was released by the Colts. You know, he shows shows up and uh, powerful arm, ready to work and, and moves around a little bit. I know it's, you know, a little bit 
different for the quarterback position when you, you jump in right in the middle of a season and you got to go from one language to the next. So, you know, I've seen him uh, come in early for uh, go grab breakfast. I see him sitting down there with his iPad studying away. And I know that's the, the hardest part of his job right now is adjusting to the new vocabulary, the new language. Uh, but just from a pure physical standpoint, I mean, you can see why this guy has a chance to have some success in this league. He can throw it all over the yard and he's got a great positive attitude, ready to go to work. Jacob talked about how he feels to be joining his hometown team. It's crazy. You know, it's just kind of how all this stuff works out. Um, you know, obviously being from here, it's pretty cool, pretty unique. So you know, I'm excited for this opportunity. I'm super fortunate and thankful and Coach Carroll and his staff for, you know, um, let me have this opportunity to, you know, go out and uh, continue to grow and, and develop and, you know, learn from another, you know, tremendous QB in that room. And, you know, there's there's three good quarterbacks in that room. So um, just excited for this for this new opportunity and, and you know, ready to dive in and, and uh, hit it running. Coincidentally, a fun little factoid is that Eason played flag football with Seahawks practice squad quarterback Jake Luton growing up in the Seattle area. That's another crazy story, um, you know, starting out um, in flag football together and being in front, you know, 15 minutes, you know, going to rival high schools and, uh, you know, and even playing against each other in college when he was at Oregon State. Um, that's a cool story. You know, Jake's a great guy. He's been, you know, I've known him for a long time. Um, you know, looking forward to kind of picking his brain and, and working with him up there in the QB room. And uh, so, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up about that. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, you know, what feels like crazy developments, but, uh, you know, just taking it one day at a time and, and super, super excited to be here. Finally, closing out this episode, let's hear from Eason about what he feels his role on the team is. I mean, they haven't really said anything specific. You know, I'm just right now, I'm just kind of like got in here yesterday and, and trying to dive in the playbook and just take it, you know, as, take in as much as I can and take it a day at a time. Um, but whatever, you know, whatever my role is, I'm going to do my best, you know, put my best foot forward and attack it. So, um, again, you know, uh, coach Carroll's an outstanding football coach and I'm excited to, you know, be able to learn in, in his system and, you know, with Russell and, and Gino and Jake and Danny, all those guys, um, fired up. And that's going to do it for today's show. A big thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. And I think Wilson's got something cooking up for Monday leading up to the game. If you haven't heard yet, Matt Hasselbeck going to be inducted into the Seahawks Ring of Honor. So I'm just going to say it's somewhat related to that. So look for that right here in your podcast feed. You can go to fieldgoals.com, click on the podcast button, let somebody else know how to find the show. You found the show. Let somebody else know how to find it. You can also go to fieldgoals.com. We've got five questions, five answers with Canal Street Chronicles from Mookie Alexander. That'll help get you ready for this Saints game coming up on Monday night. Wilson also has the report that Russell Wilson's going to have his pin removed from his finger next week. And so if you're looking for the details on that, it's all up at fieldgoals.com. Like I said, I'll be back here with another special from Wilson Khan leading into this Monday night football game. Look forward to that. And until then, go Hawks. Hawks.